I don't know if you're gonna see this voice memo, but I thought I was happy. Are, are you happy? I'm not happy at all. The question is, are you happy? I'm the happiest I've ever been happy? right now. P.S. Be the person who you'd want to meet because somebody needs you. Welcome to Are You Happy? The Happy Hour. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Are You Happy podcast. But today is Are You Happy Hour. And what that means is that in happy hour, we are going to take a deep dive with our guest and we are going to learn all about them and what it is exactly that makes their hearts tick and makes our hearts skip a beat every time that we hear these amazing stories. Today's guest is Jackson Barefoot. Jackson, welcome. Thank you. Thank you. It's good to be here. I'm ready to ready to speak everything that's going on. <laughs> nice. Well, we're super excited to hear. Actually, you're kind of a superstar, in case you don't know, in the Are You Happy universe, because your story is so amazing. And we'll share that here in a little bit with everyone. But first, I have to ask you, what is it like living in Kentucky? Um, whew, That's a good question. Kentucky, I live in Bowling Green, so it's more the southern part of Kentucky. Okay. Um, An hour from Nashville, two hours from Louisville. So that's pretty cool because Bowling Green's not the biggest, but you can go there. Um, The weather is probably the worst part because we'll get, we had a tornado in December. And then two days later, we had like five inches of snow on the ground. So it's really interesting. <laughs> the weather is probably the main part. But honestly, I like it. I love Bowling Green. I love Kentucky. It's a great place. And I don't think I'd want to live anywhere else right now, honestly. Yeah, it sounds really cool. I live in Texas, so I don't know a lick about Kentucky. When I think of Kentucky, I think of like a... I don't know, is it bluegrass? Do you have bluegrass or something like that? Like um, Something like that. It's <laughs> something like that. That's what it's called. <laughs> so so if you were describing Kentucky to someone who has never been, which I'm one of those, but just, you know, someone wanting to know about it, what would you describe Kentucky as or how would you summarize it in like two sentences? Um, Kentucky. Very different. That's that's what I would say. You get a little bit of everything here. It's in a good and a bad way. You never know what you're going to get in Kentucky. You see all sorts of people and you meet tons of different people with tons of different views. It's really an open place. And I that that's kind of why I like it is because you can really talk to anybody here, especially in Bowling Green, because it's kind of smaller and it all feels like family around here. And that's what I really like about Bowling Green, especially mm-hmm. and in so Kentucky in general. Did you grow up there, born and raised in Bowling Green? Born and raised. 2002 is when I was born, and I've been here ever oh since. Oh, my God. <laughs> 2002? How old are you? Uh, 20 years old as of last month, actually. Are you ready? Oh, happy belated birthday. Thank you. Thank you. Are you super excited to turn 21 or kind of apprehensive? Um, I, I'm ready to turn 21. I hate that I'm getting older because it's weird. Um, you got more bills to pay and stuff. But, but honestly, I'm ready for it. I'm the baby of my friend group, so I know they're all ready for me to be 21. So, uh, Yeah, I can imagine that. They probably want to take you out, for sure. Oh, oh for sure. <laughs> so uh, just a few small questions. I've always wanted to ask people these questions. So here we go. Mm-hmm. What is your favorite word? My favorite word? Ooh, my favorite word. I I like the word love, honestly. I know that kind of sounds cliche maybe, but I I like the word love because it has so much meaning behind it. I like to use it. I like love and I like blessed. I like to say blessed a lot, especially because I work at the hospital. I like to say, like to say that because I feel like it, it's better than have a good day, have a blessed day. It makes you feel a little bit better. So I'd probably say blessed. 
Yeah, for sure. Definitely gives you that nice little warmth, safe, right. happy feeling. So I like that. Yeah. Right. Now you work in a hospital. What do you do there? I do. I'm a transporter. So I just move patients from their room to different kind of procedures and stuff like that or pick them up there. And so I, I really like doing that because you get to meet new people every single day and you never know what kind of person you're going to get in there. <laughs> yeah, and I, for I, sure. <laughs> you never know. But I think the best part is, is you never know how you're going to touch that person every day that you're you're meeting somebody new. You never know how you're going to be with them, how you're going to treat them. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. And based per- off of just like there. interaction with you, uh, it, it seems like you're very warm and inviting. So people probably take a lot of comfort in meeting right. you. So yeah, I think you'd be an awesome transporter. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. I appreciate that. I try. <laughs> for sure. For sure. Uh, now, what is your least favorite word? Least favorite word is hate. I don't like the word hate because I don't think you should hate anything or especially anybody should never hate anyone, but anything really, I I think you can strongly dislike things, but I, I try and I say it sometimes and I try not to, because I, I think it's such a strong word with a strong meaning meaning behind it. I'd rather not say it. So that's probably my least favorite word is hate. (laughs) Now, what sound or noise do you love? Sound or noise do I love? I really like the sound of like clicking buttons on like a controller. Mm-hmm. I really, I don't know, something about that one. I like, I like that sound. And how it, about what sound or noise do you not love? I, I know this one off the top of my head is the sound of when you play pool and it hits the table and makes a scruffing sound. Oh, oh. Ooh, I don't like that. One. Do not like that. Can't stand that. Now, um, are you, are you a person that, that uses curse words or, or no curse words? Or are you the type that kind of uses like a creative kind of derivative of a curse word? Right. I, uh, I try not to curse, <laughs> but obviously it happens. It slips out. Um, I've been trying to work on that and get better about it. But, I mean, it's it happens. And I, I do think that they're also just words. And But, I mean, you know, are certain settings, I I will say them by accident, but I try to hold my tongue a lot of the time with them and say, dang it, and stuff like that. Right. Shoot. Of, of <laughs> yeah. all the ones that exist, which there are so many, which, which one is like the most frequent that you find you accidentally say? Oh, damn it, for sure. Yeah. 1,000%. <laughs> just because I'll do something and then that's just, I'm just like, damn it. I'm like, dang it, actually, dang it. Yes. I started saying sugar, which is good. Yes. (laughs) Instead of shit. So I'm proud of that. That is pretty awesome. I actually have a brother-in-law that does the same thing, and he says filth instead, you know, so he'll just. I like that one. (laughs) I'm going to start using that one. I've never even thought about that. I like that one. (laughs) And then it kind of becomes like a game, you know, where you just, like, make up new words to substitute. Right. And then people come across you and say, why are you saying popcorn all the time? Or why are you saying, you know, that word? So, yeah. Right, because it's your own curse word. Exactly. Your (laughs) own. vocabulary (laughs) right i I think that's probably how they invented like the language for you know like elvish and all like lord of the rings and all that stuff probably Mm -hmm. yeah no it's a good Mm. idea
so as a as a transporter in, in like the medical area, do you see yourself going into uh, a different medical profession later in life, or do you think you kind of want to stick in that supportive role in the hospital? Right, and I, I that's kind of what I was thinking about when I took the job too. I took the job around a year ago, right now, a little less than a year ago. And I, I didn't really know what I wanted to do with my life at the time. And I thought, well, maybe a transporter, I could see if I wanted to get into the medical field because all my family is in the medical field. And I don't think I'm going to. I, I think I could, though, because I really like what nurses do. I really like being able to see them and watch them and see what kind of work they do and how they get to touch people's lives every day. And so I think I definitely could work in the medical field for my life, but I think I'd rather do something in business and mm-hmm. get out into the real estate part. I want to get into real estate as of now, but I I think I could do something in the medical field. What, you know, I kind of identify with that because my mom was a nurse for like Mm -hmm. over 20 years and Mm -hmm. she always said, go into nursing. And I said, no, I don't want to, (laughs) but it wasn't because I didn't love people or want to help them. It was was just, it just wasn't me. I just knew, you know, bottom of my stomach, it just wasn't me. And so I never did, but I think they're the most magical people, you know? Right. Oh yeah, for sure. And I I totally feel what you mean because my mom was a nurse too. And that's what she's like, you guys should get in the medical field. My sister did. She's now a nurse as well. And, and I, I, really value what they do in the way they take care of people because it's unbelievable what they have especially seeing them what they have to go through every day it's insane over there oh it's yeah just incredible people for sure really with is. covid and everything like i can't imagine oh, how yeah. much harder it got for them so be sure to yeah. give them our best and thank them for us because mm-hmm. those nurses really stepped up this whole time and i can't imagine you know going from your own separate life and your problems that you have to go right. to the hospital and, you know, be with someone that's like 20 times, you know, in a more difficult spot and be there right. for them wholeheartedly while you have right. all of this stuff going on in the background. So that's pretty strong for sure. Mm-hmm. I would definitely say so. Now, here's an interesting question. What is a commonly held belief that you don't agree with? Commonly held belief that I don't agree with. Ooh. Interesting, right? commonly held belief that I don't agree with mine would be honestly I'm really into sports so it would definitely be that I don't think LeBron James is the greatest basketball player ever I think it is Michael Jordan and I, I know that one would get a lot of controversy but I, I that's truthfully what I believe well I look forward to seeing the comments so any listeners that want to comment on Jackson's comments <laughs> <laughs> please do so on the podcast and we will share those with him right away so that's I, fine with me. I'm willing to debate that a little bit. You know, I, I stand with you because I'm a Spurs fan. You know, I, I come from okay. San Antonio. So, right. yeah, I'm, I'm not about LeBron. I'm, I'm just not. So I, I got understand you. that. I, not either. I, and Jordan uh, he's was number a classic. two, though. He is number two for everybody listening. I have him at number two, just so you know. But. Now, do you, do you know who David Robinson is? Oh, I know. Okay, David <laughs> I like David Robinson. He's, yes. A beast. Yes, and I think he he actually lived in San Antonio for a long time, and he used to go Mm -hmm. out and about and just, you know, frequent bookstores, restaurants, and he was just really, really down to earth for sure. So Yeah, really big in the community and everything. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah. that's really cool. So it's always nice when they're like, you know, real people. (laughs) Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's awesome. Now, um, 
I want to I want to tell everyone a little bit about you know what brought us to you and what you know well I guess what brought you to us. So originally sure. we had heard your voice message that you and other listeners had left for Are You Happy uh, via mm-hmm. Instagram, and so those were collected, and then eventually we started listening to them again um, a while later. Uh, Kellyanne and myself right. we heard your uh, voice clip, and then um, one of our other um, partners. Nick, who also works with Are You Happy on the Instagram side, he uh, did a call to those who had left previous voice messages asking them to give us a follow-up. And so you did that as well. And we were so excited because we, you know, we're in love with the first one. So I want to play the clips for everyone so that way they can kind of catch up with us and see what we're talking about. Sure, yeah, for sure. Oh, have you heard that episode with yourself? Oh, I did. Yeah, I've listened to it multiple times. I've listened to all the episodes. Oh. I really like them. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> that's great. It's, it's like when I'm walking around at work, that's what I have. i got an AirPod in listening to them. <laughs> nice. Well, you know what? We, we've we're, we've been a little bit behind, so I promise you we will get more because, you know, now we know that we have to make sure that Jackson has stuff to listen to. So. Right. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. You got it. <laughs> okay, so here we go. This whole time, ever since then, I've just Can wondered about so many yeah, of those hear. recordings because I know, I mean, these are people, these are real people experiencing real things going through really hard times. And um, I just literally wondered about them all the time, wondered how they were, mm-hmm. wished I could reach out. And I mean, they sent their voice clips over to Are You Happy Official? So I just reached back out to, you know, the guys up top, <laughs> like running the whole thing. And I was like, hey, any way we could reach back out to these individuals Uh and ask how they're doing and then we started getting sorry and then we started getting these voice clips back through pouring in about what seven so far (laughs) maybe not pouring in trickling trickling in they're coming coming in which is really exciting so um which which is your favorite thus far? There was one of them, Jackson Barefoot, I think, mm-hmm. Kentucky. He was in an accident, I guess, right before he sent that previous voice message. And his outlook is just like so awesome. So let's let's hear the old message and then the new message. It's uh, September 8th, and I want to share with you why I'm so happy today. Um, August 5th, 2020 was the worst day of my life. I, uh, in an accident, I got four fingers cut off on my right hand. All I have is a thumb left. Um, but in that, my uh, faith in God has grown to the strongest it's ever been. Uh, my friends and family have been supporting me the whole way. Uh, I found a girl who's by my side and she's really amazing and I really like her and uh, I just know that my God will never leave me through this and knowing that and seeing blessing after blessing and everything that's happened um, is the reason I'm happy today and uh, it's the reason I'm, I'm here and able to talk to you right now this is why I'm happy and uh, yeah this is this is the reason that I will, I will be stronger. So I listened to that and, you know, I recognize that 
our viewers or listeners come from all walks of life with all different kinds of faith or lack thereof of a higher being, right? And whether you call it God or a higher being or power or whatever, blessings or luck, it's just recognizing your circumstances and seeing them from a positive perspective rather than negative. You know, so um, that's, I can't imagine losing four fingers on one hand from an accident. That's got to be terrifying. And I'm sure there's a lot more to it than what he shared with us. Um, But then it, I just love how things kind of shifted, but also stayed the same for him when he sent in this updated uh, voice clip. It is currently January 21st, 2021. Um, I had a previous recording with you around a year and a half ago, back in September of 2020. And that is a month after I got into my accident where I lost four fingers on my right hand. (laughs) And I am here to tell you again on an update that I am happy. I'm extremely happy and I will always be happy. Um, I know that life sucks sometimes, trust me, (laughs) life sucks, whether it's an accident you go through, whether it's a relationship you go through, it can literally be anything, and it's different for every single person, but life can suck sometimes, but the one thing that I have come to realize is that we have too many blessings to be upset over one thing in our lives, way too many blessings to be upset. I really had to sit down and realize that and think about that to understand that it's this thing we call life is too short to be upset in. Um, It's not worth it. You never know when your last day is going to be. You never know when your last day is going to be with that person or with just anything in your life. Never take never take anything for granted because it could be gone in a split second and it really took me some time to realize that but I finally understand that now and that's what makes me happy my last and that doesn't mean doing stupid things or nothing like that but what that does mean is always appreciate every single little moment with everybody and yourself because you never know what's going to happen and that's what makes me happy because yeah you're gonna go through hardship every single person in this world goes through hardships it's not life it is not life if you don't go through a hardship it's really not and as much as it sucks what i went through i thank god for that hardship because it showed me what true happiness is and true happiness you would have no idea what it is without going through something something absolutely devastating and that's what made me realize the real beauty and happiness and the real beauty in life is life can suck life can be a bitch and it can get hard but that's the beautiful thing about life is life lets us get to experience those things and in in return we get to experience happiness because without that we would have no idea what happiness is my name is jackson barefoot I'm from Bowling Green, Kentucky, and this is why I am happy. 
um, listening to yourself, both before and after, what's going through your mind and heart right now? Um, it's it's really crazy to just hear myself from right after when it did happen and just being able to know like because back then I was trying to tell myself I was like everything's gonna be fine I was like you know you still have faith in God he's gonna lead you through this you're gonna be fine and and I knew he would but I mean it's still thinking about the future you don't you don't know you know you get a little nervous even if you do have faith and so I was uh and looking back, I'm like, wow, I really, I really am fine. I'm better than I've ever been. I'm doing great. I'm still alive. <laughs> I'm breathing. And it's just, uh, it's good to know that, that you can have faith and that it will come through and prevail and that you're going to be okay no matter what. And so it's good to know. And so if you can uh, share uh, with everyone, what, what exactly did happen in that particular incident? <laughs> so August 5th, 2020, I went to go, um, I worked at a butcher shop, my uncle's uh, butcher shop. I volunteered over there and I was there. This was when I was 18 years old and I've worked there since I was 13 years old. So five years. And um, I went to go use the meat grinder, which grinds regular meat into hamburger. And and we have a tool to push the meat down into the, into the grinder. Mm -hmm. And instead of using the tool and going to get it, I decided to use my hand like a fist, which I hate to say it, but yes, I've done it before. Mm -hmm. And I didn't think that your hand could fit down there. (laughs) So I pushed it down and I felt the, uh, the turning of the machine hit my knuckles and it freaked me out because I was like, Oh goodness, I can't believe my hands down here. And so I went to pull it out. When I went to pull it out, it scared me. So I opened my hand up from the fist and the machine just grabbed my fingers and just pulled them off. Oh my goodness. So, yeah, so so I lost four fingers, and then my thumb got so it like pulled the skin off of it, but it didn't cut it off. Thank God I have a thumb. Let me tell you, I never realized how important a thumb was until that's all you have. So you guys, thank God for your thumbs. <laughs> um, and it pulled some of my thumb off, but I was able to turn the machine off, and I pulled my hand out, and I looked at it, and I was just like, I was like, wow, okay. So I wrapped it up real tight, and then. Went over to the hospital, got flown up to Louisville, and here we are now. <laughs> oh, goodness. That, that that must have been a crazy experience, to say the least. I mean, there's really no words for something like that. Um, did you instinctively know to, you know, bandage yourself up, or were you kind of in shock and just like, you know what, one thing at a time, just try to deal what was going through your mind? Right. I was, I honestly think, and I'm a really big Christian, I am, and uh I respect everybody's beliefs on what you believe in and everything. Cause I know everybody has different views of life, but I really think that God, I, I think I have the Holy spirit in me and every Christian does. And I think that the Holy spirit was talking to me and kept me calm and gave me the thinking capability to turn the machine off. Cause I can't believe I was able to even think about turning the machine off. Cause I tried to pull my hand out and I couldn't cause it was getting sucked under. Mm-hmm. And I, and I was able to remember to turn the machine off. And then as soon as I pulled it out, I, wrapped it up I was able to wrap it up and then I remember telling my cousin I was like you got to get go get the ice from the box we keep the scallops in (laughs) to keep them cold I was like go get the ice I said and put just throw my fingers on there I was like because I don't know if they'll be able to save any I was like but just go try it and we can see and so then my other cousin drove me to the hospital and ran in with it all wrapped up and then just pulled it out and I remember just looking down and I was just like whoo like I really did it this time. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. That was 
something else. Oh my <laughs> so, goodness. Wow. Yeah, yeah I, I, I would say so. That that definitely sounds about right. That there is, you know, definitely benevolent force there with you, telling you like, hey, right. you got this. You can you can right. do this. Because I mean, how else would you have known to to do all of that? You know. Right. And I I really think that's what it was, and it's just something inside of me. I remember was telling me the whole time. It was like to call my call my dad. I remember calling my dad because my aunt called my mom for me, and I was talking to my dad, and then just hearing him and his voice, everything inside of me was just like, I know this hurts. And this was on the way to the hospital. I was like, I know this hurts, but I was like, it's going to be okay. I was like, even if they can't put them back on, I was like, you're going to be okay. And I just remember hearing his voice. And that's what, that's what just kept something inside of me just kept saying that. And that's what really kept me, kept me calm. I think was just knowing that it was going to be okay. No matter what happened. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm, I'm not alone during this. I'm not going to be alone. I was like, I know I have God with me and my family and my friends. I was like, I know whatever happens, there's going to be something with me. And that I'm going to be okay because he knows my future. I don't know my future, but he knows that it's going to work out, whatever happens. So I think that's what was keeping me calm, really. Yeah, for sure. Um, I'm sure everybody else around you was freaking out. (laughs) (laughs) Just a little bit. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Um, I had a similar incident, not with a grinder, but I had a car accident when I was really young on a bicycle. And I remember that something told me to close my eyes when when I was, like, hitting the street pavement because, you know, you need to protect your corneas. But right. I was, like, eight years old. I didn't know that. But right. I just felt someone telling me, close your eyes whenever you're, you know, going to hit the pavement because you need to protect your eyes. And right. I just felt like somebody was hugging me, so I never felt the impact. But Right, uh, and I, I feel like that's what, like, people get in, like, uh, situations like that where it's, a big situation about to hit you is something inside. I think everybody has that inside Mm -hmm. of them to feel the, that that tells them what to do almost in like a slow motion kind of thing. Cause that's what I was feeling. Yes. It was slow motion. I was waiting to get hit and I had all this time to think. Yeah, exactly. I was like, you get it. You know what I'm talking about. Right. (laughs) I do. And I know this is your interview, but I just, I don't know. I, I, I had to share that. Um, so you talked about your dad. Now your dad was on the phone with you. What was, what was he going through? What what were his words? Was he just like so scared? I mean, what was, what was he telling you on the phone? Right. Okay. So here's a little thing about my dad is I love my dad very much, but he, he worries a lot. He doesn't worry about anything except for uh, me and my siblings. That's that's what he worries about. And my mom, of course, and family. I was like, other than that, he doesn't worry about anything. But he's constantly telling me, you know, don't be stupid, make smart decisions, please don't be dumb, all this stuff. And so I remember, I'll always remember this. I remember calling him. And I'm really happy that he answered because he's a uh, audiologist, so mm-hmm. a hearing doctor. Mm-hmm. And he normally has patients, he never answers his phone. And I remember he answered and he's just like, He's like, hey, what's up? And I was just like, hey, dad. I was like, uh, I was like, I need you to meet me at the hospital. And he just goes, what happened? And I was like, I think I cut my fingers off. And he just said, okay. He's like, which hospital? And I was like, uh, the medical center. And he's like, okay. He's like, just know that I love you. And I was like, well, I love you too. He's like, I'm being serious. He's like, I love you. He's like, and no matter what happens, he's, he said, we're going to get through this. And I was like, I'm like, mm-hmm. I was like, I know, I, I love you too. <laughs> I was like, I'll see you there. And he's like, okay. And so he rushed over there. He was there in like two minutes. I don't know how he got there that fast, but he was there. And wow. yeah. So then the rest of the fam showed up. <laughs> at that time that he said that, did you, um, I guess, comprehend what ex- what exactly he was trying to say? Like stopping everything 
and just telling you straight, like, this is how I feel and I need you to know this? Or were you just like, okay, yeah. <laughs> no, I, I kind of, like, I was still, you know, I was kind of out of it a little bit because a lot of blood loss. Sure. I was, uh, I, I, I did, I was able to comprehend what he was saying. And I was like, and that's really what kept me, kept me going through that was knowing that even if he was the only person there, which of course he wasn't, I was like, but even if it was just him, then I can get through this. Mm -hmm. I was like, no matter what, I was like, I'm not just doing this for myself. I was like, I'm doing this for everybody else. I'm going to be able to get back to where I was. I'm going to be stronger than where I was because of these other people that are lifting me up. And so he really kept me going through that. And I just kept remembering that he doesn't know that I've never told him that, (laughs) but um, yeah, he really, really kept me going through that. Well, you know, hopefully he'll hear this and then he can know. Oh, he will. Yeah, he will. <laughs> I, I want to say, and I don't know, your dad will have to correct me here, but sometimes as a parent, um, sometimes you tell your kid to not do certain things, whether they've done it or not, purely out of like self-talk, like you're talking to yourself, but you're telling your kid because you don't want them to do what you did. And so, so it's not even something that you per se, Jackson did. It's like, Hey, don't do what I did because it took me so long to, you know, come up from that. But if you don't do it, then you'll be good and you'll have this, you know, great future. So. Right. And I believe that's what it is because he wants literally nothing but the best for me and my siblings. And he's always trying to put us in the right direction. And, you know, we do stupid things. (laughs) I'm not going to lie. And he knows it, and that's why he always says stuff like that. He's like, he just doesn't want us to screw up our future or anything like that. He's a great dad. recording the podcast episode Kellyanne found a YouTube video that was made for you and in the video uh, we hear the word love just repeatedly all over the place and she was just blown away about uh, you know all of these kind words and amazing messages that all of these people had for you can you tell us a little bit of a backstory on that video oh yeah so that video I remember my sister made it for me um shout out Andrina that's her name um love her so much and I remember it was me and my mom were in the hospital and Andy that's what we call her Andy and my dad were also there right by my side the whole time and it was difficult though because it's like the peak of COVID is when this happened so they being that I literally just turned 18 like a couple months before they didn't want anybody in the room with me because they're like you're a legal adult you shouldn't have anybody because of COVID rules I was just like oh you know and but Andy somehow talked the nurses into like sneaking my mom in with me. I don't even know how that worked. And so they let my mom stay with me the whole time. And she made that video, um, I think three days after it happened. And I remember it was still, it might've been two days, but I remember I was in the hospital laying in the bed and my hand was just killing me. It was hurting so bad. It was after the surgeries and I was just laying there and I was kind of, I wasn't getting down, but I mean, you start thinking about it a couple of days after you're like, this is really what I'm dealing with right now. And I remember I get a text from her and it's a link to a video. And I was like, I was like, okay. And so my mom came over and she's like, what is it? And I told her what it was and we clicked on the link. And I remember, I think it was like 1230 at night and I couldn't sleep. And I remember I just started watching it and it just, I just started crying immediately. 
and I was in my mom started crying and I was just thinking, I was like, these people really love me. <laughs> I was like, I, I don't, I've never felt love like that before until I saw that video. And then all, all of my friends were in there. And I remember just seeing all of them and then seeing their encouraging messages just really made me think, I was like, well, I can do this. I can get through this. I was like, this isn't going to stop me. I was like, these people believe in me. Why don't I believe in myself then? Mm-hmm. And so it really pushed me to believe in myself. And then just the whole video of just seeing her and all the memories that we have together. I was like, it's like, wow. <laughs> like it just really puts things into perspective of don't take them for granted. I was like, because looking back, I love all those memories and I was like, and I want to make more. So it really pushed me to just get out of that hospital and get going again. Yeah. <laughs> Made it, me feel real good. It was an amazing video. It, I, I get mm-hmm. teared up just thinking about it now. But because right. <laughs> Kellyanne, Kelly she shared it to me, and then we watched it, and then we both cried. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, yeah, it, props to your sister. And, and she sounds like a VIP sister, seriously. Because Oh, she is 1,000%. I couldn't yeah. even imagine having a different sister. Like, the thing she does, she's just – and I fight with her – but at the end of the day, she knows that I love her and I know she loves me and I couldn't imagine my life without her. Yes. Ooh. Yeah. Sibling yeah. bonds are real. <laughs> oh, for sure. Important. 1,000%. Yes, yes, for sure. Um, so I had a question about, you know, your friends in, in this video. Sure. So did you learn, I guess, like something new about the depth of love that your friends had for you because of their messages in this video? Right. And yes definitely from the video but also when it first happened i remember when i was in the emergency room in bowling green so before i got flown out i remember i was uh my mom came back with me in the er and she's like well you need to start telling people to pray for you and all this stuff and i was like right so i was calling my friends to let them know what happened and i remember i called one mike he was on uh he was playing video games and i remember calling him he's like well, what are you doing <laughs> and i was like well i'm in the hospital and he i remember his smile just kind of like dropped and he's like why are you in the hospital I was like well I cut my fingers off and then I remember he just like dropped his controller and he's like what and I had to like explain it again he's like he goes hey just know he's like you have your group here with you he's like we love you and he's like you're gonna get through this and I was like well thanks Mike and uh so I hung up on him and called my friend Malik and he was at work and he's just like he's like are you being serious like did this just happen I was like yeah and he's like he's like well I love you bro and he's like you're gonna get through this I was like well I appreciate that and then I called the rest of them and they all said the same thing. And I was just like, wow. I was like, this really is what love is. I was like, it's, you feel it. And then I see the video and then it just reassures me. I was like, these people really do love me. I was like, I can't imagine my life without them. I was like, because these people genuinely love me. And I don't, you know, I fight with them sometimes. I was like, they really mean more than the world to me just because of how much they love me. I was like, it just really put it into perspective for me of what love really is. And so how many people are in this pack of yours? Like how many friends did I have with yes. me? How many how many I friends really, are in your friend pack? I like this. Well, pack. my friend, my friend pack, I got. It, it's kind of funny because I have my siblings in there too, because sure. we all have the same friends. So I have my brother Sam, who is my absolute best friend. Um, my friend Malik, my friend Luke, Jalen, Mike, Cade, Corey. It, it's my sister. She's in there too. And it's, those are like, that's my tight group right there. Mm -hmm. That is my tight, tight group. And of course I have plenty of other friends like that, but those are my, those are my day one people that I've known for my whole life. We grew up in diapers together. Oh my goodness. (laughs) So. 
And would right. you say that your your life is way far more enriched because of these pack friends? For sure, one thousand percent. They we've lived in the same neighborhood as each other our whole lives, and we've known each other since we were three years old. And I would definitely say ever since then we've had a tight bond as long as I can. I can't even remember like days without these people. And so I would say it's the tightest bond ever. That's awesome. That's such a blessing to have for mm-hmm. sure. For sure. And for so sure. what about your parents? Um, so during, during that time you discovered that your, you know, f- your love uh, coming from your friends was, you know, just multi multifaceted and from, right. and from your family, were there new levels of love that you found or learned about, you know, with your family through that experience? Yeah, <laughs> there is one that I, constantly remember (laughs) again i've never told anybody this but i don't care to share it on here so they can hear it but um (laughs) i don't even think he knows about this but i'll get to that in a second but seeing the love from my family when i wake up from surgery and i check my phone and i think i had like 300 messages all from different people it was insane and i was like i was you know still high out of my mind but i was like able to somehow comprehend them and I was trying to answer everybody back and uh, and just seeing the love that they all gave me from some people. I've never even talked to some of these people before. I didn't even know. I'm not even related to them. They're just friends with a friend of a family member or something. And they're reaching out and the love just from them and then my immediate family and then my cousins and aunts and uncles all came over to my house and was able to take care of my grandma and my younger brothers while I was in the hospital because my parents and sister were up there with me. And then just seeing that and knowing that's what love is as they stayed the whole week here with them and they didn't ask two questions, they were going to stay and bringing dinner and everything. It just really showed what love is. But the one thing that really uh, stuck with me that I was talking about just a second ago is I remember I came home from the hospital and I went into my room and my younger brother, Julian, he was only, I guess, 10 years old at the time. He's adopted from Korea. And I remember he, he was like, I think slept in my bed or something one of the nights. And he left a little notebook in there that I guess he didn't mean to his little journal thing. And I remember, I remember I flipped it open and just started reading it. And he had like three pages worth of just like writing about me and being in the hospital and how, it was uh <laughs> and how it was just weird and how he knows that I'm the strongest person he knows and that I'm going to be able to beat it. And no matter like what my hand looks like or what it's like, that he's always going to be there for me. Mm-hmm. And just seeing a 10 year old say all this stuff in a little notebook, I still have the notebook and I read it every once in a while. It makes me cry every time because it's just like, you know, he really loves me like that. And it, it just really showed me that love can come at any age and it doesn't matter and that he genuinely loves me and will be there by my side no matter what. And it just, it really, yeah, that one really, really touched me. Yeah, I would say so. I mean, there's no one that that would not be touched by that for sure. Um, Do you think that perhaps these people who were friends of friends of family of friends, uh, that they, that they were, you know, just touched by you at one point, because it seems like you're the type of person that anyone you come across, you're, you're going to touch their life in some way. You're going to make an impact in some, some way or another. So do you think maybe that all of these people that you didn't directly have regular conversations with, that it was just, you know, there was some kind of interaction at some point where they connected with you? Right. And I think so. Cause some people it was that reached out. It's like, I've literally 
talked to this person. Like, they reached out, and I was like, oh, my gosh. I was like, I can't even believe you heard about this. I was like, and second of all, I can't believe I forgot about you. I was like six years old when I met you or something, you know. And, yeah, I, I would say so. I was like, they, I either had a connection with them or they had some sort of connection with me. And I'm just like, well, I'm really glad you reached out. I was like, because I forgot about you. And I was like, and this really makes me feel good and gives me extra strength that you're reaching out as somebody I don't even talk to. I was like, but it's just, it, it goes to show that no matter who it is, you have people rooting for you mm-hmm. and it doesn't matter if you know them or not, that they're still on your sideline. Very true. Very true. Mm-hmm. And then also that, you know, every single person that you interact with, there is some sort of connection and lasting memory. Right. So we have to be right. so careful about who and how we interact with people. And like you said mm-hmm. earlier, you know, you don't like the word hate and you don't use that right. word. So right. all of these I little baby things, <laughs> it all right. adds up and, and, and yeah, so totally agree. Um, also in your, in your message, your follow-up message a year later, you mentioned meeting a lady. Are you still with this said lady or did things change? I know you're young, so, you know, things change all right, the time. So right, right, right. Um, <laughs> uh, things changed with her. I, I'm i still, like, I guess friends with her technically. But um, it's, uh, <laughs> that, was, that was a good time. She, she's a great person. Um, she really is. And she's beautiful and smart. And I know that she's going to do great things in her life. And it just wasn't our time together. And that's no big deal. You know, I know things happen. It's so it's fine. And, you know, I have other people that I talk to now and I, but she, she always will have a uh, lasting impression on my life though, because she, she really showed me that no matter what my hand was like or anything that Mm -hmm. she could still find beauty in myself. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so she, she, she will always have a lasting impression on my life. So I do thank her for that. I really do. For sure. And that was like my follow-up question was how she changed your life. So you already answered it. <laughs> I, think, I, I, I mean, I'm sure she was put in your life, you know, to serve that particular purpose and to help you push right. through and, and to show you that there was more to you than just your hands. Right. So, right. Definitely. And I do believe that. I think that is why she was in my life is to show me that no matter what you look like, you can still be loved by somebody. Mm-hmm. Uh, and everybody has flaws, but they see through the, if you really love someone, you see through the flaws. And that you're able to connect with that person. She really did show me that. So I do appreciate that from her. Yeah, for sure. Very much. So after everything that's happened, which a lot has happened to you and you're so young, but so much has happened to you (laughs) after all of that. And you think about your life, what key lessons come to mind? Um, Don't stick your hand in the meat grinder. That's number one (laughs) or any machine, actually. Um, But a big lesson that comes to mind I would just say, just don't take things for granted. You can't do that. It, it drives me insane seeing people just like wish their life away. And what really makes me mad is when people are like so upset about themselves. And I understand um, that it's okay to be upset with yourself and it's okay to be upset over things. I really do get that because I mean, we've all been upset over things. Everybody has their own battles, but you can't stay down. You cannot stay down because if you stay down, then you're going to be down forever. And you always have somebody rooting for you, whether you know it or not. And you can say, well, no, I don't. It's like, but you have that hidden person that's not saying anything. And they're like, they want you to win. They want you to succeed. And the big one is just, you can't stay down. You can't do it because all it does is just hurt yourself. You have so much more in life. You have so many more blessings to appreciate than than to look at the flaws and everything. So you just have to get your head up and remember to just keep pushing forward because everything does get better. It really does. Life can suck for a while and 
but as soon as you get back up, something so profound uh in it could have been the uh the one before or the one after but it was it was about uh you saying that it, it wasn't um that it wasn't life if you didn't go through something and how would you right. how would you know what that beauty and what that positive you know things that you get afterward how would you recognize them without having gone through all of that really bad uh experiences right. before and that was just so profound we were like yeah right. <laughs> this guy Right. And I do believe that too, like very strongly because you can't, that's what I never understood is that some people are like, I just don't understand why bad things happen and everything. And I was like, well, I don't either. I don't, you know, I don't understand why bad things happen, you know, my hand. I was like, but we're not supposed to understand that. What we're supposed to understand is happiness. And if you don't go through a bad thing, if you don't see some clouds, then you don't know what sunshine is. You don't know what the happiness is. So yeah, my hand sucks and it, it really sucks. And I still, sometimes I get down about it. But then I start looking and I'm like, well, all this, all this bad stuff that's happened, it's brought me to know what real happiness is in people. And it showed me what real love is from people mm-hmm. and what, what people can mean to you. And you don't even understand. You don't even realize it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, life sucks and life is hard, but it wouldn't be life if you don't go through hardships. Like you can't just go life, go through life just being happy all the time. You got to get down to understand what happiness is because then you wouldn't be happy. <laughs> It'd be boring. True. Very and that's true. what's fun about life is it's not boring. You never know what's going to happen. It can be a mess and it can be a great experience right. too. This you is never very know. True. And so uh, based off of everything you've, you've gone over, and this is probably going to sound repetitive, but uh, for those people listening out there, um, what would you want them to take from your story? Um, I would want them to take that you need to always have faith. Um, I understand that everybody has their different beliefs, but if to me, if you have faith, then you can get through anything you want, whether it's faith in people, faith in God, faith in yourself. It doesn't matter that you can always push through and that do not let one thing in your life get you down. Don't let one thing that somebody has said to you really get to you because you have heard too many other people say good things about you to be upset over (laughs) one thing. Okay, it doesn't matter if one person said to me, your hand looks ugly or something like that. I've had too many people tell me other compliments to want me to get upset about that. Why would I let that get to me? So understand that hardships happen, but there is better days to come. And I know it sounds really cliche and most people are like, yeah, well, it's never going to happen. Is You have to change your mindset and look at it as it's going to happen. You just have to wait on it. It's not your timing. You just have to let things flow out and see how they play out because it's going to happen. Right, right. I think for a lot of people, it's really hard to understand that, you know, it's it's coming and it's there. You just have to either right. wait or bide your time and just, you know, constructive, constructively try to take a step forward and it'll it'll happen. It's just a right. matter of time. For so. sure. Yeah. Right, yeah. Totally agree. Super profound, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. Um, so... Now, uh, what I would like to ask you is um, if you would share a story with us or an experience, could be anything you want, just something, something random, something profound, whatever you want to share. Just tell us a story about you or your life. Um, tell me a story about me or my life. I would probably say it would have to do with hockey because I've grown up playing hockey since I was like five years old. 
and I love hockey. And I would, I just remember my, uh, my game where I first played since my hand and my aunt made me a special glove so I could actually keep holding the stick. And mm-hmm. it, uh, I remember going back out there and just skating again and being able to shoot the puck and it just feel normal mm-hmm. really made me happy. That one really got to me. And I was like, wow, I was like, I can still do this. And then my last game of my high school career, I, uh, I remember going out there and it was, it was packed. Stands were packed. And I had a lot of family there. And I remember just seeing my mom and I was like, and she came out on the ring and they introduced the seniors. And I remember me and my friend, John, who was on the other team, but he was a senior too. We were just, just had to take it all in because it really was our last game. And so just being there with my mom and seeing that, that's a, that one really got to me. It was a good memory, really good memory. Yeah, sounds like an awesome memory. And then also the glove, my goodness. <laughs> All of that. Yeah. I knew that I was probably going to cry today, but thanks. Just this whole time, just <laughs> teary the whole time. Thank you. Thanks a lot. Well, you're oh, my goodness. I'm sure that you, you probably knew you were going to be asked this today. But as of today, are you happy? Oh, of course. Extremely. I don't think there's going to be – everybody has days that they're not happy. But I don't think uh, – I don't think if I, even if I get asked that question on a day where I'm really upset, I'm going to have to say I'm happy because I'm always happy. I try to be happy. And that's what I get told at the hospital (laughs) is I hear they're like, you have a really positive attitude. They're like, I don't think I've ever seen you upset. I was like, well, there's no point in being upset. I was like, it doesn't do anything. It just messes with your head and makes you upset yourself. So why would you want to be upset when you can have a choice to be happy? I was like, that's just kind of dumb to me. (laughs) I was like, I was like, so yes, I am very happy. I'm extremely happy and life still gets hard sometimes, but overall I can't complain at all, no matter what's going on is I love my life. I love the people in my life and I wouldn't change any of it for the world. So I am extremely happy. And in addition to everything that you spoke of today, uh, what would you say or who would you say are the sources of your happiness or multiple sources? Um, definitely my parents. They are two of the strongest people I know. They are definitely, they push me in everything I do to give me, to give my best, no matter what it is, whether it's me working at the hospital or school or just taking out the trash or something like that. They push me to do my best in everything I do, no matter how small it is. They are, they are definitely a source of my happiness. Um, the rest of my family, my siblings and my grandma, for sure. Um, my friends, they're, my happiness too and just really everybody I meet honestly is just source of happiness because you never know what kind of interaction you're going to have with them and they and I try to leave a good imprint on them and I feel like that it just rubs back off and if you just look at it the the right way then it makes you happy so but definitely friends and family for sure and so um here on this podcast um you have the opportunity to share a message with the world when we interview people for are you happy we ask them are you happy what is the source of your happiness and then we ask them if you could share a message with the world what would that be and you have a way to share a message with the world right now so what would or what is your message to the world my message is be happy because it it can be a choice it's a mindset you have to look at it as everybody has too many blessings in their life to be upset over one thing 
So if you look at it like that, then you're always going to be happy if you count your blessings. So count your blessings and don't take anything or anybody for granted because you don't know when it's going to be gone. And just know that no matter how how many uh, bad days there are, there's always going to be better days. So just keep pushing along and you'll find those better days. And have faith. Have faith in yourself for sure. That's another one. Big one. Well, Jackson of the Barefoots of Bowling Green, <laughs> it has yes. been an absolute pleasure to meet you. Uh, we, we've enjoyed all of our interactions with listening to you and, and being with you here today has been amazing. So we look forward to sharing this episode with everyone. It'll be uploaded this evening. Uh, and awesome. if ever you want to come back, let us know. We'd love to have you keep us updated and yeah, in your sure. daily life and let us know how your pack's doing. <laughs> oh, I will for sure. Yeah, it was awesome meeting you. And any other time, I'm always down to come back on and talk with you guys. It was, it really was. It was an awesome time and an awesome experience. All the videos and everything. For sure, so, keep really keep doing great. you and keep uh, keep living your awesome uh, outlook on life. You have an amazing outlook and your philosophy. You. You're you're so young to to. <laughs> and I keep saying that I'm like 38. I'm not old or anything, but, <laughs> right, but no, I mean, like it's. It's, it's, it's interesting how, you know, people that have um, uh, particular experiences, really difficult experiences early on in life, whether it's uh, before you're 20, before you're, you know, 30, just really right. life-altering experiences, but they, they tend to draw in some really profound thoughts. And, you know, as they get older, it just builds, and people see that in you. Right. And so just keep on keeping on. You're, you're doing great, and you're going to do awesome things, so... Well, I appreciate that a lot, and I'm going to try my hardest. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, thanks so much, and I hope you have a great summer. Of course. Yeah, you too, okay. and uh, and I'll definitely be back on one day for sure. Awesome. Take care. Yeah, you too. I appreciate it. Bye. Bye. Thanks to everyone for sticking around and hanging out to learn about our amazing friend, Jackson, of Bowling Green, Kentucky. This young man is extraordinary, and he has the whole world ahead of him and all of the tragedy and difficulty behind him. So we have no doubt that he's going to do awesome things. Join us next week as we interview Christian Reeve. Christian hails from across the pond in the UK. He is an actor, a musician, photographer, podcaster, voiceover person. You name it, he's probably done it. But I tell you, he is living life and he's not looking back and definitely not taking any prisoners. So join us next week as we interview Christian Reeve here on Are You Happy? The Happy Hour. Happy Hour.